0: Started a new series again are you surprised that's just the way God uses me guys I, I can't help it because we want to cover a subject um this series is called rest and 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 a subtitle for it is what if we're doing kingdom wrong because for a lot of us doing has been the 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 the, the, the crux of everything we believe you got to do enough. you got to say enough. you got to do, 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 and, do. And, and God never really intended our life with Him to be all about the doing. Now, we talked last week about there's some good works that come from this rest. That should just naturally come in us. Um, and, and so it's not that we don't do works, but works doesn't save us. Okay? It's not that we don't do good works, It's just that works doesn't save us. And so the model idea of what a believer's life should look like, let's go to Psalm 23. Psalm 23. He says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Does this sound like a lot of work on the sheep's part? Try that again. Does this sound like a lot of work on the sheep's part? Then why do we, as the sheep of his, him being the great shepherd, why do we try to make it all about how much we work it out? Come on. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. My goodness, folks, that doesn't sound hard to be a sheep at all, does it? <laughs> so why have we made it such? Why have we made it all about work? And I'm not saying that works doesn't come from this relationship. Good work should come anytime you're in a in a in a good relationship. Uh, sometimes you. You, it produces a good work in you remember we looked at last week in Ephesians he says because we, we, we love Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9 you all know those right for by grace are you saved through faith it is the gift of God not of works not of sin, of right? it's the gift of God but verse 10 says that we are saved unto good works not because of good works so basically our relationship with God should produce good works in us Go to Exodus chapter 33. In Exodus chapter 33, he tells Moses here, he says, and he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Folks, this is a big deal to God. And in a world as chaotic as the one we live in, is we wonder why can't we find this rest? It, and and there's one thing I'm gonna focus on today and one thing only and it's this is if we really want to enter into this rest then we must develop a relationship with Holy Spirit Come on. Amen. we must develop a relationship not just a casual acquaintance I'm talking about an intimacy not just well you know that Holy Spirit stuff you know that kind of freaks me out but it's, it's the crux of of, of what we believe Um, and so many people they don't understand Holy Spirit because you know well how do you know people don't understand Holy Spirit because most of the time when you mention Holy Spirit the only thing people think about is tongues Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) well uh, tongues oh that's the Holy Spirit or if somebody speaks in tongues well they got the Holy Ghost (laughs) Um, this might hurt y'all do realize you get the Holy Ghost for a long time Long, 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 long time before you ever spoke in other tongues. That's right. He is more than tongues. He's more than healing. He's more than miracles. He's more than signs. He's more than prophecy. He's more than faith. He is the person of God resting in your life Personally, right now, you can't do anything to get more of him. You can't do anything to get uh, uh, to make him come in more. You already got him. Problem is, is, a lot of us live in the same house, and this happens in marriages. They live in the same house, but they have no relationship. What else does that happen with us in the Holy Spirit? We live in the same house, but a lot of times we don't have a relationship. Well, how do I know that we don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit? Well, I'll ask Wendy, if Brent refers to you as it, how do you feel about that? (laughs) So you can tell we don't see the Holy Spirit as a personal being because we refer to him as it. Come on it oh it was good today it was strong it what the holy spirit was moving strong no we're talking about a person here and see if we're going to develop a relationship with the holy spirit we have to understand that he is not an it (laughs) there are, are there is a particular branch of people that in their writings, they refer to him as like a tractor beam. They say he is the active force of God that moves his servants to do his will. Folks, let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is not an active force of God. He is God. Uh, he is God. When's the last time you praised the Holy Spirit? Now wait a minute. You praised Jesus. I've praised God, but every time we just went, Holy Spirit, man, I thank you. I thank you. I thank, I praise you. I glorify you. I magnify you. Oh, wait a minute. I thought that was for Jesus. We're talking about one God here. Come on and so we're coming into a place where we need to develop a relationship with him where we understand he's not an it he's not a thing he is something so much greater and the first thing that he wants to be to you and I was so glad to hear Heidi testify to that this morning is he wants to be a comforter he wants to be your comforter you, say, you see, when things are going bad and things are going tough, anybody ever had a bad day? I'm glad I'm not the only one. Go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, verse 16. <clears throat> Jesus saying here, he says that I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you how long? Settle that one real quick in your heart. Holy Spirit's not jumping ship. Come on. Thank you. He's not getting out the boat. Come on. <laughs> uh, he says, Jesus says, and I will pray the Father, and he will send you another comforter. I'm going to get into it here in a few minutes, but some translations of that word another mean, says that I will send you one just like me. There you go. So when you're talking about Holy Spirit, he holds the all of the... Personality of Jesus Amen. he says I will send you another comforter and he will abide with you forever Amen. Mm, come on even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not neither knoweth him but you know him for he dwells in you he dwells with you and shall be where? In you. So the Holy Spirit that we're talking about today, guys, He not only dwells around us everywhere, but He dwells in us. Now let me tell you, how big a God is that? He don't just abide in me. He don't just dwell in me. He dwells in you. And He dwells in Brandon. And He dwells in Wade. And He dwells in... Alice, all at the same time. That's right. God is the only entity in the in in the universe that can do this. He's better than Santa Claus. Ray Stevens just went through my mind. I don't know if you ever seen the Ray Stevens song talking about Santa Claus. He said he's everywhere, he's everywhere how my brain works Maisie I can't help it see that's what God is that's what Holy Spirit is and we have to remember that he settled in he took up residence in your house he settled in you and he says that he is never going anywhere how hard would it be to have a relationship with someone who refuses to leave amen (laughs) amen He says he will abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither seeth him knoweth him for you know him because he dwells in you and shall be with you now that word another he says I will send you another comforter in verse 16 he said that there that word another like I said some translations actually go so far as to say I'll send you another one I'm going to pray the father and he will send you someone who is just like me who is loving just like me who is healing just like me who is delivering just like me who is providing just like I provided he said he's going to send another the word another means one of equal quality now I want to look at the word comforter if if, if we're going to truly find rest then we need to understand that he is our comforter the word comforter in, 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 the, in the Greek there is paraclete. And it means, let me read it because I'm going to just quote some stuff here. It's the word paraclete and it means summoned or called to one side. Especially called to one's aid. A helper. This is what Holy Spirit is to you. Folks, how many times do we just go through... Oh. How many times do we just go through life, going through our struggles, going through our hard times, going through our difficulties, we're going, help me Jesus, 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 help me Jesus! Jesus." (laughs) When the Word says it's the paraclete, the comforter, the spirit, who's called, his whole thing, is he is called to your side to help you in times of need. Folks, sometimes... We might need to call on the right person. Well, they're all one. I know they're all one. But they still operate in a function. Come on. Are you all with me this morning? He's a paraclete. He's one who's called alongside to help. If I'm going to move something heavy, I'm not going to do it by myself. I'm going to call strong people. I'm going to call somebody who can help me. I'm going to get a hold of Darren and Samuel and, 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 and Tyler or somebody who can use some strength that I don't have. You ever been in a place where you finally have reached a point where you just don't have any more strength to do it? You couldn't go another moment. You couldn't go another step. You couldn't go another day. And you can't do it on your own and you finally realize it. I can't do this. So Pierce, come up here and help me move this. And then what he does is I've called him and he's come along my side to grab hold of the heavy thing. See, if we really want to enter into the rest of God, then we're going to have to realize Holy Spirit on the inside of us is like me asking Pierce for help. He is always there. That is his calling. He is, he is called along your side to help you when you just can't do it on your own anymore. Amen. That word comforter means counselor intercessor, strengthener, an advocate. See, if we're going to enter into this rest, folks, and I'm telling you, who can enter into this rest? All of us. Then we have to develop a relationship with Holy Spirit. And when we develop this relationship, we can sit back and say, I know that when I can't go any further on my own, and I can't move this thing, then I'm going to call on Him. And he's going to come alongside to help. Oh, folks, we so much ignore the Holy Spirit. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You may have stomach cramps. You've been having in here. I'm, I'm just telling you got to go by what I feel you okay Becky anybody else huh okay okay I tell you what y'all stand up raise your hand we're going to do this if if you're calling out for your mom or whatever stand up believers that are around them reach forward touch them touch them somebody get a hold of Becky back there thank you Lord right now in the name of Jesus Somebody get a hold of Darren right here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, gentlemen. Hallelujah. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, the word says believers lay hands on the sick and they recover. This has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with anything but other than they are the believers and they are agreeing right now. And Father, we speak into these stomach cramps. We speak into these pains that's, that's happening and we declare health and we declare healing right now in Jesus' name. Comforter, Holy Spirit, you are our comforter. You're the one that's called alongside to help. So as we lay hands on these people, you lay hands on these people right now. And your hand is greater than ours, Lord. And we declare now. Discomfort and pain go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, folks. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Sometimes you just got to deal with things as Holy Spirit gives it to you. What's the point in talking about our helper if we don't walk in his hand in hand with him? <laughs> First Corinthians chapter, I might be able to focus now. First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16, he says in in the Passion Translation, he said, don't you realize that together you have become the in God's inner sanctuary and that the Spirit of God makes his permanent home in you. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, just flip over a few pages. I think we might just throw these out here now. I think that's what we were supposed to do. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Have you forgotten that you have become God's inner saint? Whoops, wrong one. I'm reading the last one. (laughs) Have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the spirit of holiness? Who lives where? In you. you. The rest lives in you. Who lives in you 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 don't belong to yourself any longer for the gift of God the Holy Spirit lives inside your sanctuary Amen. all he's waiting for is a relationship a little acknowledgement that he's in the room a little acknowledgement that he's here and he's ready go to First John chapter 4 I think we're just going to fly today Oh, glory. 1 John chapter 4. Little children, you can be certain that you belong to God and have conquered them for the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. if we actually would realize that what is going on on the inside of us is greater than what's going on on the outside of us we would quit stressing so much about what's going on on the outside That's right. the we spend more time stressing on what's going on on the outside because we don't understand we haven't had this relationship we have not developed this relationship with the personal God on the inside of us God is not a God that sits in his heavens and looks down on us with a judging eye and a sideways glance. He is a God that is omnipotent. He is a God that is omniscient. He is a God that is omnipresent. He is a God that knows everything, is all-powerful, and is everywhere. What is going on on the inside of you is so much greater than the stress, than the trials, than the struggles, than the difficulties that you're facing on the outside. But we have become so outside-focused that we don't enter into this rest. God Himself in the person of the holy spirit he's always there we've already seen he's going to make his permanent home so first what's he do he's our comforter when we don't know what to do we don't know how to do it we don't know where to go we don't know what's going on he's the one that comes in and says it's okay the next thing i saw in that is he's our guide go to john 16 hallelujah John 16 from the expanded version he says but when the spirit of truth the helper comes he will lead guide you into all truth he will not speak his own words from his own authority from himself but he will speak what he hears from the father and he will tell announce and declare to you what is to come come There are times in all of our lives that we're all going to need direction. Amen. God, I got this coming up. I don't know what to do. And we lose sleep and we lose... we struggle all night long we toss, we turn the sheets don't fit right the comforter don't fit right the pillow don't fit right we're like God I don't get it I know I have to make the decision I know I have to make this decision and and God I just don't know what to do see that's where we need this relationship with Holy Spirit he says he will show you things to come we had an instructor at Ramah and, and he he actually taught our Holy Spirit class. It's one of the greatest classes I've ever been in. And he was talking about how no one died in his family that he wasn't made aware of it before they passed. He had gotten to the point where he would driving to work, he would ask the Holy Spirit, which way do I go now? Only to find out what was turned and what was missing. There was wrecks on his normal way. There was all this. Folks, that's what Holy Spirit is to you. He wants to be your guide. He wants to show you the very step. He says there, he wants to show you things to come. He doesn't even want you surprised by stuff that's going to take you off guard. Oh, what a relationship we can have. Well, then why don't I have it? Well, because a lot of times we don't look for it. We don't t- treat the Holy Spirit this way. We treat him as, well, he's the one that gives me goosebumps when they sing the right song. <laughs> he's the one that makes me pray in tongues. He's the one that heals in the gift of healing. He's the one that does, gives word of knowledge and word of wisdom. He's the one that shows us discerning his spirits. He's the one that does this and that. No, I'm talking about a person, man. If we would honestly get to know Holy Spirit as a person, Oh, but we've got to realize that when we need that direction that's what he's there for Psalms 43 I'm telling you right now the presence of Holy Spirit is so strong in this place right now if you'd just relax a little bit and quit trying to figure out what's going on with Brent I'll tell you what's going on I decided to sit down with him and he's wiping me out oh uh, psalms 143 verse 10 from the voice says teach me how to do your will for you are my god allow your good spirit to guide me to level ground and guide me along your path folks it is pointless to pray to god if you've already determined what steps you're going to take before he answers that's not being guided guided yeah that's not being guided led that's when i know what way i'm going to go and i'm just going to throw a little prayer out there so i can say well i prayed about it i already knew <laughs> you may be surprised what he leads you into well, he'd never lead me into hard times. You better, you better, you better, you better, you better think about that. I believe it was the Spirit that led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil for forty days. <laughs> Come on, it's the whole word. So it's pointless for us to pray to him. I I, I hate seeing these stupid stickers. God is my co-pilot. The co-pilot doesn't control the plane. He's there in case the pilot fails. Some of us need to get out of the driver's seat of our own life because we've already made enough mess of it. We've already, we've, we've already pulled enough dirt and filth and junk you know, on top of our own heads that maybe it's just time that we get out of control. And we just let him have it and say, you know what? It is all about you. Remember, a guide is there to get you through the most... If we were going to take a trip and climb the Everest, they take guides with them. They take guides with them because the God knows the easiest path to get you to the place where you want to go. And that's what the Holy Spirit is to you and I. He is the one who knows the path to get you to the place that you want to go. And He knows the best path that's going to get you there the easiest. Well, I'll get there on my own. It might be hard. (laughs) Remember in Acts, Peter's up on the top of the house. He's praying. He falls into a trance. He sees this sheet come down, bound in all four corners. And it's filled with every type of animal. And the Holy Spirit tells him, he says, rise, kill, eat. Because he was hungry. And he said, Lord, I can't do that. I can't do that because I've never eaten anything unclean. And then the Holy Spirit tells him, what I call clean, don't you call unclean. See, what was he doing there? He's getting direction. Now, let's pick this same story up in in verse uh, 19. You cannot continue to do the path you're doing and expect it to get any better without listening to the Holy Spirit was in you because he has not forgotten you. He, you may try to run from him. You may try to get away from him, but we've already seen the scripture that he ain't going anywhere. He says he will abide with you forever. So you can fight this as long as you want. But you're not going to get away from this. You can fight this as much as you want. But he's already dealing with you in here right now. And you already know the path you're on is not going to get you to the top. It's because you're trying to find your own way to the top and you're not going to find your own way until you learn to listen to him. That wasn't for everybody in this room. I hope you figured that out. Alright. So in Acts, folks, it's so thick. Acts chapter uh, 10, 19 He says, and so while Peter thought about the vision he just had, the Spirit said to him, there are three men looking for you. Rise and go down and meet them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. So what's he doing? He's guiding them. Lastly, he's your teacher. The greatest lessons you'll ever learn will come when we decide that we are going to listen to Holy Spirit. Okay? John chapter 14 again, verse 26. Whew, mercy. John 16, verse 26. "But the Father sends the spirit of holiness. The one like me who sets you free and he will teach you all things in my name. And he will inspire you to remember every word I've told you. King James Version says he'll bring all things to your remembrance. Is that correct? So he'll tell you all things. He'll teach you all things. He'll show you things that you never dreamed possible. Some of you, we've just come to the point where we think we're enlightened. When we're so ignorant about God. (laughs) You know, ignorant's not a bad word, right? It just means unlearned. pray here for a second. This is Father, we thank you. (laughs) In Jesus' name, we thank you. Holy Spirit, I praise you. Holy Spirit, you've been speaking to people all over the place this morning. It's been so loud that I can't even hardly focus here. Holy Spirit, do what you need to do in this place. We thank you for the healings that you've already brought. We thank you for, for, for what you've done in people's lives right now. Holy Spirit, now we just sit back, listening, waiting on you. If you know that part of this something that the Holy Spirit's already said I want to encourage you come up here and let's pray together. You say you don't ever do something like this. I know. But I feel like today you've you've walked in here and you've walked right into the Holy Spirit's house. And He wants you to show you that you're His house. so we're just going to sit here for a minute Uh, hey Matt are you in here jump up on that piano and just pick away for something for me please let's just worship just worship now thank you Jesus Idi, are you good with? Can can Michael hold her? Or I don't know if you're. I just want to pray with you. I'm telling you. Just turn him up, Perry. Don't, you need to just pray. Don't pay attention to what me praying with her. Uh. You've heard the scripture this morning. You you, you you've you've heard everything. Hey, uh this place